0: Log Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. I'm
1: Kathy Barrett. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about how we navigate down the not-so-yellow-brick road of life. And life is something we shouldn't do alone. So spend the next 30 minutes with me as I reveal what's behind the curtain this week. Did you know that more than half of the American population uses supplements, of which we spend about $26.7 billion a year on alternative products not regulated by the FDA? This figure was as of 2009. By Consumer Reports, and 60 plus percent of women, uh, part of that 26.7 billion, are taking calcium and vitamin D and other supplements to combat menopause and the aging process. So today's show, the Wise Woman, is with special guest Susan, and that's spelled. S u s u n Sweed and she is an herbalist, an author, teacher, and the founder of the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York, and the voice of the Wise Woman tradition. Susan's website is www.susunweed.com. She's here with us today to talk about the Wise Woman tradition of nurturing our bodies through menopause. So, hi, Susan. Thank you so much for being on the program today, and welcome.
0: Green Blessings, I'm so excited to be with you today.
1: Well, well, let's talk first about how, your path uh, to being an herbalist, and how did that begin for you?
0: My daughter needed shoes. I decided as a single mom that it did not make sense for me to go out to work to make money to pay another woman to take care of my child because she's my child, and I wasn't intending to have any more, and I wanted to spend my time with her. So I made the rather unusual choice of becoming a welfare mom. And it was enough to get by on. It kept a roof over our head, and it kept food on the table, but it didn't cover such luxuries as shoes. And when you have a young child, I don't need to tell you that shoes are something you need frequently. And this is before the days of the big box stores, and so shoes were very expensive, I was talking to a friend who suggested that I teach at a local community college to make a few extra bucks to get shoes for my daughter, and here I am, nearly fifty years later, still teaching herbal medicine.
1: Wow, that's a that's a great story, and and um, it shows you know a lot of courage too uh, to choose to stay home and take care of your child, and then. You know, doing that as a single mother, finding a path, a career that you love and adore that you've been with since, is uh, really says a lot about you. So tell us, you know, for my listeners, what what is the wise woman tradition? Can you define what that is?
0: I certainly can. There are actually three traditions of healing: the scientific tradition, which is the one that we're most familiar with, which measures and fixes. The heroic tradition, which many people think of as alternative medicine, and the heroic tradition balances and cleanses, and the wise woman tradition, which is the oldest of the three traditions, which nourishes the wholeness of the unique individual. So I sometimes call it the alternative to the alternative, because in fact there's an awful lot that's alike in the scientific and the heroic traditions.
1: Okay, well, good. That gives me a clear understanding of that. And then, now, the alternative medicine, which you mentioned, is, is very big on, like, cleansing. And I know that yet the wise woman tradition doesn't really agree with that. Can you explain why you feel cleansing is not the the best path?
0: Well, in our lifetimes, what is the word that has most frequently preceded cleansing? Ethnic.
1: No, oh, interesting.
0: So that's what cleansing is about. Cleansing is killing that which you have decided you don't like. But killing is not a way to health. That's what Hitler was doing. Hitler was cleansing Germany. And yet we revile him. So cleansing is anti-life. Cleansing is anti-health. Your body is a miraculous miraculous thing that is constantly changing, rebuilding, and remaking itself. Take the liver, for instance, which some people think of as something that cleanses the blood. Not really. I would call the liver more like a recycling center. The liver is so important to our health and its function is so necessary to our well-being that every single cell in the liver is replaced every 30 days. Now, if we nourish the liver, within 30 days, we can have a brand-new, really well-functioning liver. If we cleanse the liver, we're likely to wind up in the hospital. I used to teach at an herbal school where there were students in their 20s and 30s who were encouraged to do a liver cleanse, and close to 40% of them wound up with emergency gallbladder removals from the liver cleanse.
1: That's interesting. And so there's um, there's
0: no, There's nothing dirty in your body. There are no toxins in nature. Everything in nature is food. If you and I were locked up in a room with the carbon dioxide we exhale, it would kill us. But it's the breath of life to the plants. If the plants were locked up in a room with the oxygen they exhale, it would kill them. But without that oxygen, we would expire.
1: Right. And even with the case of, like, parasites and things like that, it's how would the wise woman tradition deal with We're
0: not meant like that? to live alone. Yeah. You know, the, um, the most respected gastroenterologist and the one with the greatest success in dealing with people with very severe cases of irritable bowel, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease cures them by giving them parasites. Because yeah, I we that when we don't when we don't have parasites, the immune system overreacts. we know the answer to why there's such an increase in asthma and allergies among children, and it's due to cleanliness. Children need so to be exposed. Built up. they need to be exposed to dirt and the microorganisms into real dirt hmm. so so yeah, uh, if I went out into my forest and cleansed the forest by picking up all the dead wood and all the leaves what would happen to my forest it would die I don't know I don't have a it would die it would die because I would have taken away all the nutrition from it it. so the wise woman tradition asks us to stop making enemies and to start making friends Mm, interesting to nourish wholeness and wholeness is summer and winter Wholeness is the parts of ourselves we like and the parts of ourselves we don't like. Wholeness is not seeing menopause as some bad, nasty, terrible thing that happens, but as an absolutely normal change that moves a woman into the third and most powerful stage of her life. As Leslie Kenton's book uh, has it, menopause passage to power. And it is indeed...
1: I'm sorry, let me just tell our listeners, your book, New Pe- uh, Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, um, Alternative Approaches for Women, 30 to 90, was written, I think, originally in 92, and then you revised it in 2002, right?
0: Well, so, in 92, it was called Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, and I ah. wrote that book before I went through menopause, and I wrote, ah. it, I wrote it with uh, some real heat um, behind my back because everybody told me that when I got to menopause, I would forget everything I knew. And so I figured I'd better write it all down so I'd have it on tap when I went through menopause to help me. And then uh, by 2002, I had gone through menopause, and there were topics that I wanted to deal with that I just really didn't have time to in menopausal years. Plus, there were some new studies out, basically supporting everything I had said in menopausal years, and thus I put out new menopausal years the wise woman way. And I tell people, it's the post-menopause version. You can tell it's one-third bigger.
1: Ah, That's great. I, I love that you did that after you went through the process yourself. Let's take, we're going to go through a, a couple of the main things that happen to us during menopause and um, in terms of the side effect things like osteoporosis and muscle and joint pain. You
0: know, osteoporosis Let's, is not, not a side effect of menopause, I'm sorry. Menopause is a completely natural change. While we're going through menopause, there is a period, which I call bone pause, in which the bones uh-huh. are not active. But, in fact, every day of our lives, um, we want to build not thick bones, but flexible bones. Do you know that there is no study anywhere in the world that has ever shown any connection between broken bones and osteoporosis?
1: Really? Huh. Yeah. Well, how would you build it? The wise woman way. Well, would again, you, would
0: you you don't want to make a heavy, oh, massive bone. It you flex- want a flexible bone, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you're probably aware that there's an ongoing nurses' health study being done in the United States, and there's tens of thousands of nurses enrolled in this study. We're not doing anything to them. We're just following them, and every couple of years we dip into our pile of data and pull out data and see if we can make some sense of it. And about three or four years ago, we looked at which of these nurses were breaking bones and what their calcium intake was. And what we found in this reiterate studies that I have talked about in New Menopausal Years, The Wise Woman Way, women who are getting 1,500 milligrams of calcium a day from food and supplements are twice as likely to break a bone as women who get only 800 milligrams a day by food alone. At the beginning, wow. at the beginning of uh, this show, you talked about the enormous amount of money that people are wasting on supplements. Right. You didn't yeah, use didn't that know. word. How you said, "All you know? uh, right," you said "spending," but the real word is "wasting." <laughs> right. There is absolutely nothing in supplements that is going to promote health, prolong life, or prevent disease. <clears throat> and study after study after study has been finding this. As a matter of fact, the news is much worse. Taking supplements impairs your health. And in the largest studies, what we find is supplement takers are more likely to die sooner than people who don't take supplements. So you might say, oh my goodness, where am I going to get even 800 milligrams of calcium? Well, let's start here. One cup of yogurt contains 400 milligrams of calcium. So there's half of your daily supply in a mere cup of yogurt. Women who eat a quart of yogurt a week have only one-third of the bladder infections and only 25% of the vaginal infections of women who eat no yogurt at all. Plain. So
1: do you make your own yogurt, Susan? Because I find that, you know, there's so much sugar and in, in the process. You stuff can
0: buy plain yogurt in shop. every supermarket in in any country I've ever been in. Uh-huh. There is okay. no sugar in plain yogurt. None. It's plain yogurt. If at all possible, get it from whole milk rather than skim milk because it's very difficult Uh for our bodies to utilize calcium and other minerals in skim milk or partially skimmed products. Right. So there's one easy way. The next thing that I do is I drink nourishing herbal infusions. And nourishing herbal infusions are not teas. A tea is a small amount of herb brewed for a short time. An infusion is one ounce by weight of herb brewed in one quart of water in a sealed jar for 4 to 10 hours. A single cup of nettle infusion will net us 250 milligrams of calcium. A cup of nettle tea is about 5 milligrams of calcium. Nettle tincture, no calcium. Nettle in caps capsules, no calcium. I am so passionate about Nourishing Herbal Infusions and the health benefits that they bring that I offer a free online course called Drink Your Way to Health with Nourishing Herbal Infusions. You can enroll in this course at any time, and there is no fee for this course. There are no subsidiary charges. There is no money involved now or ever, and no, I don't sell any herbs of any kind.
1: Okay, let's just uh, remind listeners of the website again because that's really fabulous. So go to www.susun, all one word, dot com, and you can find out. Uh, about the courses and uh, what Susan just mentioned, which I love, thats um, to be able to go there and uh, tap into this information is um, excellent. And you also have several books, menopause being one of them. Uh, but before we go on to the other ones, because I know you did one on breath, bre- uh, breast health, correct? The Wise Woman Way.
0: Was yes, breast cancer question mark, breast health exclamation point, The Wise Woman Way.
1: Right, and Christine Northrup, Doctor Christine Northrup, wrote the forward to that, and uh, you got a lot of rave reviews about that one. Again, and my, and my new book,
0: my brand new book, down there, sexual and reproductive health: the wise woman way.
1: Well, that since we're talking about menopause, why don't we go down there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, there was a woman in Cali- a woman in California, and she said to me, you know, after menopause down there, it got so dry. It was like a desert, and that's what you were saying. It's like the Sahara. She said, think sand dunes and camels. She said, then I started reading your book, and I started drinking oat straw infusion. Remember, it's not a tea. It's an infusion, oat straw infusion. She said, now down there, it's an oasis. Think date palms and dancing girls.
1: I love it. So can we go through for people, what? how do you make the oat straw infusion?
0: Way out, one ounce of dried oat straw. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy expensive oat straw. It doesn't have to have the milky tops in it. Just a plain, ordinary, reasonably priced oat straw is the perfect thing to get. And
1: where would so people you, find this? Is there information on your website to where they can there go? There
0: are uh, links okay. to people who sell infusion herb Um and, you know, basically any place that you can buy dried herb would be a good place to buy it. Um,
1: uh-huh.
0: Mountain Rose and Frontier Herb are two companies that I work with uh, quite a lot. Uh, but they're certainly not the only places that you can buy dried herb. So you weigh out one ounce of oat straw. Or you've bought one ounce already weighed out. Put it into a quart jar. Fill that jar right to the top with boiling water. Screw a tight lid on it. And let it sit for a minimum of four hours. Better, if you do it last thing at night, let it steep overnight, then strain it, refrigerate the liquid, and drink that liquid throughout the day. Oat straw is not only a way to turn the down there desert into a lush oasis, but it also restores lost libido which um, I find menopause women frequently say to me, you know, during menopause, my libido took a vacation and it never came home again. (laughs) And I say, oat straw. Now, oat straw is the leading male sexual tonic throughout Europe. And oat straw is considered the herb of longevity in the Ayurvedic tradition of India. They say, if you wish to live forever, be very calm, have good sexual functioning and have um, very strong uh, structure, like strong bones, then you want to drink oat straw.
1: Interesting. But let me ask you one thing. Since we each of us is very unique, does the measurement of the herb, the quantity that we take, is that individual as well? Or no, there's not any side effects from drinking these infusions?
0: There are no side effects from drinking these infusions unless you call... A fantastic health side effect. There's over 2,000 people taking my free course, Drink Your Way to Health with Nourishing Herbal Infusions. And when you take that course, you join this community of people who are speaking to each other and saying things like, I've drunk a quart of infusion every day for 10 days now, and I have thrown out my anxiety medication. My husband wow. has been drinking Nourishing Herbal Infusions most days for two weeks now, and his doctor just cut his diabetes medication in half.
1: That's fascinating, really fascinating. Well, I'm going to definitely take uh, try on a few of these and start drinking these infusions. So you'll have to come back and do another show. (laughs) I would be (laughs) so
0: happy to talk to you after you start drinking nourishing herbal infusions and see uh, the boundless energy. That it gives you the incredible bones. Let me tell a story. It's a little bit long, but I'll do my best to condense it. I got a letter from a woman, and she said that at the age of 59, she was diagnosed with severe osteoporosis. She basically refused treatment. And over the next three years, between the ages of 59 and 62, she lost three inches of height. It freaked out her doctor, but it didn't really bother her. What bothered her was that she felt tired. And so she asked her daughter, who had graduated from my live-out apprenticeship, what to do. And her daughter said, drink stinging nettle. It's the energy of the earth. Within a week, she called her daughter and said, I feel like a teenager. This is amazing. Are there any other infusions I can drink? And her daughter taught her about the five infusions that I drink on a rotating basis. Stinging nettle we've talked about, oat straw we've talked about. I also drink red clover, the world's leading anti-cancer and cancer-preventative herb. Comfrey Leaf, which keeps all parts of me flexible and strong and helps to repair memory. And Linden, the world's leading anti-cold, anti-flu, and cold and flu preventative and a powerful anti-inflammatory. So she writes, she writes me that her routine became, on Sunday night, she made a quart of nettle and a quart of oat straw. She strained them Monday morning, put them in the refrigerator, and drank them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Wednesday night, she made a quart of nettle and a quart of red clover. She strained them Thursday morning and drank them Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and took Sunday off. After doing this consistently for two years, her doctor called her and said, I've just gotten your bone scan. Last year, your bone scan showed that your bone mass was improving. I thought it was just a fluke or they made a mistake, so I didn't say anything. This year, I've compared and your bone mass is now better than it was when you were 40 years old. What are you doing? And she said, I'm not doing anything. And then she said, and that's why I'm writing you. Is there any possibility that drinking these infusions could have done that to my bones?
1: Wow. That's pretty fascinating. Well, this is very exciting. I can't wait to jump on board this because um, I I have noticed that. I'm sorry, the alternative, you know, when you're going for alternative healing modalities that now is it's so it's it's I'm always being well, yeah, this is good but then take this and take that and take this and I find that nothing ever works for me. Or, you know, I may feel slightly better for an afternoon and then, you know, I, I have a closet that's full of stuff that doesn't basically do anything in my opinion. I don't feel any different from it and nor has any of it really taken away the symptoms. So this is um I think that you jump on um something new. About um uh weight gain do you believe that women are gaining weight from menopause or is that just a natural part of aging or what's your thoughts on that? I think, is it's, a that kind of I think it is critically
0: important to gain at least ten pounds during menopause. And that Me women too. I do and that women who don't do that are basically not going to live as long or as healthy a life.
1: Wow. Okay, so how do you get that weight distributed to the proper places?
0: <laughs> you stay active. Yeah. But what do you mean the proper places? Let's think for a minute. Let's see if we can re- let's see if we can remember what our bodies were like when we were 8 or 9 years old. Right. And now let's compare those to our bodies when we were 15. Are bodies different between 15 and 8? Yes. In what way?
1: Uh, just, you know, our shape. Things are, some places are growing larger, some places are growing smaller.
0: Oh, you yeah. mean the weight that we gained isn't uh, evenly proportioned across our right. body?
1: It's not even, exactly.
0: There's more in the breasts and more in the buttocks?
1: Yes, and sometimes, you know, I, as a young well, younger, I will tell I think you that there's more around the middle.
0: I I was known as the flat-assed girl until after (laughs) menopause when I keep knocking things down with whatever that is behind me. (laughs) So that 10 pounds is going to go where it needs to go, on the breasts and on the hips and buttocks. And, you know, people are sometimes concerned about what we might call slab. Now, what I want you to do, (laughs) the next time you have a friend who has a beer belly, I want you to give a little punch to that beer belly. And I want you to feel how hard that is. If it's a real friend, say, can I grab your belly and see if you can pinch any of that fat? And you can't. It's hard fat, it's visceral fat, and it's not healthy. Go up to any postmenopausal woman who's a friend and punch her in the belly. It's soft, it jiggles like jello. If you're really close, say, can I pinch? Pinch it, and you'll see you can pinch it right up to her bones. That's not visceral fat, and that's not going to have any influence on your health as hmm. a matter of fact women with a body mass index between 26 and 28 live longer than women with a body mass index of 25 and lower
1: and wow 20, that's, that's really interesting yeah huh.
0: right okay you know Food for thought. right you know we don't necessarily like that change i remember crying right. at the age of 13 that none of my dresses fit me anymore I was really upset about it. And you know what? I was upset, too. And I often say, if elected, I will give every menopausal woman $1,000 for a new wardrobe because nothing (laughs) makes you feel worse than trying to fit into those pants that are too small now.
1: Right, yeah, very true. Give them up. Very true.
0: Get something flattering. Get something easy. You know, when I went into menopause, there were no jeans with elastic waist. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Nowadays, you can hardly buy a pair of women's jeans that doesn't have an elastic waist. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That definitely has changed, that's for sure. But we only have a couple of minutes... Uh, left. I want to mention your website again. It's www.susunwed.com because it's full of amazing information and uh, books and you can also find out what Susan's travel schedule is because I know you do workshops um, all over the country as well as uh, at the Wise Woman Center in Woodstock, New York. Something else that's very, I don't know if you have any remedy for this and it's kind of like away from the menopause in the body, but how. whole cleaning products. What do you use? Because that's one, one thing I have not been very green about, and the last couple of shows I'm doing have made me more conscious of it. So I want to um, make sure that I'm using right things that can you know clean and also not destroy the environment what do you suggest with
0: that okay so first of all let's go back clean is the only dirty word in my vocabulary (laughs) I never clean anything I sweep I dust I wipe I scrub I wash I shine I polish I do all those things but I would never ever 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 clean in a study looking at kitchens the kitchen with the most lethal bacteria was the cleanest kitchen the healthiest kitchen was the bachelor pad with dirty pots all over the place so yes, huh. okay. stop cleaning and you'll get healthy.
1: But well, when you wash, wipe, scrub,
0: wash, there are all kinds of ecological dish soaps that you can use. Even ecological dishwasher soaps that you can use. I don't have a dishwasher, but I know people who do, and they're very nice ecological ones. A slew of different brands: um, Seventh Generation, Ecover. Um, Sun and something. There's a bunch of different ones. I'm not recommending any over the other. They're all right, very, very right. good. Okay. Vinegar and v- v- vinegar is a, a superb uh. thing for wiping out refrigerators. It cuts down on mold growth. And sweet birch, betula negra, in the spring. I harvest it just as it's coming into bud, about a 12 to 15, um, 3 to 4-inch twigs, a sweet birch in a quart jar covered with boiling water. And I keep um, drinking that quart The first three times that I cover it in boiling well, so cover it in boiling water, put a lid on it, let it steep four hours, drink it. Do that again. Drink it. Do that again. Drink it. By the fourth time, it's starting to get strong enough to use now to wipe down greasy surfaces. It's what we use to get stuck stuff off the bottom of the oven, to remove grease from the top of the stove, to wash windows, uh, tops of cupboards. And that's our uh, primary fluid that we use when we need a fluid.
1: Wow. Well, you are just full of important information. I'm so grateful to you for coming on the show today. Let me mention the website again. www.susunwed.com. And um are you have do you have any cuz I know we're down to the last couple of minutes but any uh workshops coming up that you want to plug at this moment or
0: at this point them? I'm encouraging people to um join me at the Wise Woman University. For online classes, to go to the Wise Woman Bookshop, to buy any of my books. That includes my book on menopause, my book on breast health and breast cancer, my book on childbearing, and my new book down there, The Wise Woman Way, as well as my big green herbal for everybody which talks about those three traditions in detail that we were talking about and introduces you to seven of my favorite herbs. Remember, herbal medicine is people's medicine I wish you very great thanks for giving me an opportunity to be with you today. And to all of our listeners, green blessings.
1: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you with us today, Susan, and I will, we will do this again. And I will invite you back in the new year, and I hope you'll be able to join us. And thank you for sharing your knowledge with our listeners and for the work that you do to promote women's health. For more information, again, uh, about Susan, go to s u s u n w. My wish for this week is that everyone take on compassionate listening, even if it's just once a day. And um, next week, are you having the life you want? We are in for a treat as Mark uh, Nippo, poet, philosopher and New York Times, number one best-selling author, will be here to talk about the journey of inner transformation. Oprah selected Mark's book of awakening as one of her favorite gifts. It's an amazing book. I've had the good fortune to be embraced by Mark. Beautiful energy at the Images and Voices of Hope conference I attended this year at Peace Village. So next week is a show you will not want to miss. My thanks again to Susan Weed uh, for coming on the show. And um, it's been great sharing this half hour with you. I so appreciate your listening, and I hope you're finding value in the programs. This is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me.